Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, and I am joined by the recently acquired likeness of our COO and co-host, Charlie Rivera's hologram. How did I fuck that up it started so well like Damn all it. good intentions happy comic book day my dear dear brother uh there is one thing in this life i know to be an absolute truth uh when there is sadness in this world when there are horrible things happening around us sometimes you just need about an hour to get together with one of your favorite people on earth and talk about completely trivial nonsense and we are the kings of completely trivial nonsense so i am absolutely stoked to be Damn here straight. on this beautiful comic book day my dear brother how all all obvious things kicked aside to focus instead on the world of four color funny books how are you doing my beautiful brother i am slowly dying before your eyes i am more congested than the gwb on a friday at 5 30 in the p.m um you know I'm, I'm fighting through it <laughs> this is the time of year where you look out the window and it's gorgeous and in the morning it is just like perfect birds are chirping and squirrels are ch ch chittering at your window then five minutes later you step outside and you are nose you are nasally raped by mother nature she just sticks it in knuckle deep <laughs> And you are sneezing for the rest of the month. Basically, that's where I'm. I am over at the special victims unit, <laughs> filling out a report and getting swabs because Mother Nature has had her way with me. What you know what I like you? about that was it was like very, very vivid and oh, yeah. very upsetting. And we're three minutes into the show. I but saw do, all kid. my, I solve all my problems with the Benadryl equivalent of the ending of Scarface. I just cover my desk in crushed up pink Benadryls. Just... I ingest it directly into the nose, and Charlie I am good for two to three is hours. A pig for Benadryl. He doesn't share. He's not passing. He is just hitting that Benadryl line <laughs> hoard. Um, good for I you, show up man. to good CVS like a junkie. I'm like, hey, baby, you got that generic available? I need the 180 pill count. It's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> Charlie rolling up to Walgreens looking like Tyrone Bigham. Like, <laughs> I'm here for the free Benadryl giveaway, baby. <laughs> nice. Before we dive into our very first topic, uh, my bubbling big brother. Oh. Uh, it is very important that you lovely people know we are live. Otherwise, we wouldn't have started the show this way. Damn we are live right. on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. We are live on the Twitch machine. So make sure you drop a comment. Make sure you drop a like. And most importantly, if you want to spread the good word of U.S. comics, please run for state senator. Get elected and make it a legal mandate that people join us every Wednesday at 8. But, John, I'm going to kick it right back to you uh, what's nerdy that we could talk about you know i i don't like to do this i feel that it's borderline overstepping 
but um, I hate to see inequity in life. Yo, man, you're showing a lot of love right now to those nerds who are joining us live. But lest us not forget those poor suckers who are listening to this very broadcast a week from now on all of the podcast machines. Uh, don't think that you punks are off the hook. You also, as well as, get busy liking, sharing, telling, uh, telling all your seven friends about us. Go ahead and write graphically inaccurate shit about us <laughs> on bathroom walls. But you're actually authorized to give out Charlie's legitimate number. Uh, I mean, it's a toll-free number, so like, it's not going to cost them anything anyway. We love the people who are watching us live. We love the people who are watching us on video after the fact. And certainly those suckers that go ahead and binge us hour after nonsensical hour. Um, those poor IQs just dropping. Oh, yeah. They're just... Ugh. There's only so many wrinkles in the brain. Like, we come through, we're just popping out wrinkles, like, better get Mako. And then we're putting in a new curve in that gray matter of total stupidity and unimportant shit. But, ironically, it is some stupid, unimportant shit that you are going to get jammed the fuck up about. Um... But that all being said, uh, I actually want to I want to pop us off. We've made a few allusions to it already. Um, I don't think that this is uh, that this is particularly nonsensical bullshit whatsoever. This hits this bit of new bit o news that came down to me um, and Charlie as well as his name uh, uh, decries. Um, the fucking likeness rights. Of Stan, the man Lee, uh, who together with Jack Kirby is undeniably responsible for the creation of the the better part of the Marvel Universe. Without them, we wouldn't have had Iron Man, we wouldn't have had Spider-Man, we wouldn't have had X-Men, we wouldn't have had Hulk, uh, Captain America. I mean, it, it, it's just ridiculous. The entire first phase and a half of uh, the cinematic Marvel Universe wouldn't be responsible, uh, wouldn't be possible without this gentleman and um as we all know he uh somewhat recently passed i mean we've been losing great after great and stan lee's like one of the very first uh greats that we lost that i was you know i really took to heart um but that happened a, a bit ago uh but also as well as he was very much embroiled in that creator battle with the big companies. I mean, he ended up having to go on and kind of start his own fledgling uh, productions uh, just to get paid. I mean, there were yeah. points where, like, is Stanley going to make money right now? And thankfully, we're uh, as as an as a society, we had we have woken up enough to know, yeah, the creator of something they need to get paid. That's that just kind of makes sense, right? Oh, this guy who brought me endless hours of joy uh, shouldn't be dirt poor? Who the fuck it, y'all? Oh, he shouldn't be fucking uh, placed over a barrel and had his way with by the big wigs at the fucking the, the House of Mouse. So, um, yeah, um, THR reported it first. That's where I caught it. Um, so Marvel has now a contract in place, uh, a posthumous contract uh, with Stan... Lee Universe. Uh, so it's a venture between Genius Brands International and POW Entertainment. That was his uh, standalone, right? 
Um, so, so (laughs) it was, uh, so, so Stan Lee's likeness, uh, can be used in any upcoming film or television projects, but, and this is what really stuck to me. I'm going to throw it right to you, Chucky boy. The contract also states that the creator's name and appearance can be utilized for quote, Disney theme parks, various experiences and merchandising. Uh, it's currently unknown when the deal officially starts, but audiences can possibly expect more of Lee's beloved cameos throughout the ever-growing Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm going to throw it right to Mr. <laughs> Tee-hee-hee over there. Uh, oh, no. Charlie, The what was your first thought when you heard that Stan Lee's eternal rest has now been... Uh, has has now been shaken, uh, shake uh, brought to a shaken end. They're like, nah, 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 son, you ain't done yet. Let's get those fucking clackers back to work. What was the first thing that you thought? My first thought was this is a long fucking way of justifying throwing a guy's like estate a couple of shekels, right? Yeah. Like this to me felt very like, wait, you're gonna almost weekend at Bernie. Poor Stan Lee, because this is one of those things. It's going to start off fucking awesome. He's There's going to be the next Spider-Man movie, and there's going to be a poster of a guy with a huge dong walking a puppy. And you're like, oh, shit, that's Stan Lee and his huge Stan Lee dong. And it's a poster of, like, pick up after your dog. And it is going to, much like Derek on Facebook pointed out, very quickly, we're going to walk into the fucking Hall of Heroes and RoboStan is going to be terrifying a whole new generation. The possibility that they're going to parade around Stan Lee like he's young Luke Skywalker and they're just going to CGI over some other guy's face. Stan Lee playing hopscotch with Deadpool is fucking terrifying to me. There is so many different ways you can honor the guy. Throw a picture of him in every movie. Mwah. Chef's kiss. How about thank you, Stan, at the ending credits every time. Oh, my God, so beautiful. His family gets money every time the word Stan is used. Let's make Stan synonymous with huge dong and glory. Uh, but the fucking House of Mouse has, like, no tact. Like, they, there's going to be street performer. You're going to go already... Disney's fucking with me because in like Marvel Universe, they added like Scarlet Witch this week. Like I haven't just seen her spaghetti some of my favorite fucking heroes. And she's like, I'm looking for something like, bitch, you're a mass murderer. Get out my Disney park. The fact that it's going to be her fucking Mr. Fantastic. And then a guy dressed up like Stan who really looks like me under a giant foam suit. Horrifying. This this is fucking wild. A thing just strolling down Main Street, but he's just got like those like like uh, blue blocker type glasses or the transitions glasses, big white mustache. See, um, now you just named a better way to honor Stan Lee. If every movie, you know how the Avenger movies, at some point someone puts on a baseball cap and somehow the bad oh, yeah, guy no, doesn't fucking recognize. That's Marvel's equivalent to Clark Kent's glasses. What if They're they like, just baseball do. Baseball cap and a hood. No one knows who I am. Invisibility uh, cloak. What if they just do the blue blockers, big puffy white mustache, and suddenly you're invisible? Yeah, totally. I... No, they'll just assume that you're Stan Lee. 
Yes. The people Stan just coming Mo- up to him. So our <laughs> one very of our own absolute- Stan, the man. Yes. Uh, Kubica. Uh, no, Stan, you do not have to change your name now because uh, I do want you to rest assured. Uh, regardless, and obviously we wish you nothing but the longest and healthiest of lives, uh, <laughs> considering your level of fitness, uh, friggin' dancing through the day, you're going to live to be 250 years old. We, we know this. However, Minimum. in U.S. Comics 256th year, yeah, totally, we're going to be uh, using a CGI stand the man. Uh, okay, that, that's Disney just bought every cardigan sweater available on the market. Um, so we're going to get that <laughs> I hope stand not. That's parade. like half of my wardrobe. Joker Stream joining us from Twitch. What's up, kid? Um, yeah, no, I, I got to say this, Charlie, that immediately, I don't know, maybe it's because I read too much horror. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm just a natural born pessimist. Maybe it's because I'm fighting the good fight against capitalism and, you know, uh, the big bads kind of like heel crushing us little guys. Um, I immediately went to that place of, oh, no, (laughs) poor Stan Lee. Like, hasn't he been through frigging enough? Also, as well as my mind immediately went to that fucking laundry list of horrors (laughs) <laughs> of the celebrities that are now being on a never-ending hologram tour. Like, say, can you imagine going and seeing Tupac and seeing Whitney, seeing Roy Orbison, uh, and then also eh, a little fucking uh, a little hologram of my poor man Stan Lee's going to tell us a couple of pow whiff stories. Like, that is just not, not cool. Yeah, Ellis, now that you say that, I mean, if there was going to be like a, I don't know if Stan would be like rapping along with Tupac, but I could definitely see him uh, humming a a chorus here or there. He would be like the the Mary J. Blige of that duet. John, Um, it's Disney. Everyone raps in Disney. We're three Avenger films away from a rap battle between the new Iron Man. They could get the rock to rap they can get anybody to rap because he if he said no you're not forcing it he will pound you into oblivion yeah man my mind immediately went to that oh no place but i'll give you credit because getting the the estate of stanley paid was not my immediate uh was not my immediate thought now so so that being said i will amend my opinion (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna get rid to of some of the, the record. some of the O's. A little bit of the. It's the gonna be oh no, but me. not as dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it'll just be no, not oh no. Um, so so look, if like you were saying, if it means okay in the Marvel section of Disney now, when you go down there, there's a Stanley store, and you can buy all these like first appearance like replicas, obviously. Oh yeah, and, like yeah. merch with Stanley's face and journals and pencils and you know everything Stanley that you want to get. And obviously, because they are the the font, they're gonna get a nice, healthy cut of all that action. Absolutely, as you were also saying, if they're gonna drop in little subtle references to you know to a character named Stan or a depiction, something on the wall, a oh, security guard of the month, and then you see his picture up on the wall, Fuck yeah. something along those lines. By all means, by all means, knock yourself out. But if they were going to have a fucking CGI, as you very 
uh, eloquently put it, a young Luke Skywalker <laughs> just tearing through fucking droids right and left and getting to Baby Yoda just in time. Uh, just like the that mustache just like twitching with the Force. No, man, I am not at all for that. I loved every single solitary Stanley cameo going back to the trial of the Incredible Hulk back on TV. That's that's how I roll, bro. That's my that's my level of fandom. Um, so I loved all of the Stanley cameos. They're done. I don't ever want to see a digital. <laughs> well, you're gonna. <laughs> Get fucking ready, bro. You know what the worst part, too? And I just want to shout out. uh, We got Jennifer joining us. Uh, Night's about to get fun after we bitch just a little bit more. And Joker stream, I'm not sure how wholesome it could be, but all you guys are doing the right thing by commenting along. Make sure you drag some friends into the party. John, the solution was simple. All they had to do for the Stanley contract, for the Stanley money, I'm not asking for the things I want because I think in the Avengers <laughs> campus. Because you know you're not going to get them. Exactly. At Avengers campus, there should be a giant fucking Stanley statue. He should be holding Mjolnir. He should be holding the shield. And everyone should praise at one of uh, uh, literature's powerhouses because that's what he was. Um, I'm not asking for that because I He's know it's not. He's a franchise in and of himself. Absolutely, John. I'm not even asking for the Stan Lee horse shit store. I want a Stan Lee the keychain. Stan Lee the toilet paper. Stan Lee the DVD player. John, all they, all they had to do, you know when every single Marvel film flips through comic pages while it's making the Marvel logo? Just Here's fucking add Stan. That sounds like something way not wholesome. Um, the, That's the, how I roll they... the second a Marvel movie starting, bro. I get very excited. John, all you had to do was add him to that. Stan in any of his cameos looking delicious. <laughs> yeah, Derek. <laughs> Stanley the flamethrower. The kids love this one. Dynamite oh my... reference. Uh, another great idea from, from Joker, which is a horrible thing to say in a comic book-based podcast, but you should have to walk through a history of Stan Lee Tunnel before entering Avengers Campus. Oh, yes. that would be uh, an amazing, amazing idea. What about on the bottom of every character Stan Lee played a massive part in? What if he had his little signature, like fucking Andy's toys, on the foot of every Captain America doll you bought? We can get this guy paid without, you know, again, there's going to be some wonkiness. He's going to be like a robot, and I'm not going to like it. I'm not. I'm going to love it, uh, yeah, and I'll probably I, uh, buy the toy of it. But I'm not I mean, going to like it, John. Look, the, the, the truth of the matter is this. At this stage in the game, um, these, like, completely CGI recreations, if it's an overlay that they put on, like, a certain guy. Matter of fact, I, I could probably point out the cat because, as we all know, famously, I did star in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, you can go ahead and find not just my crotch, but actually all of me. Uh, in the I recently think it's the special uh, released, edition, right? yeah, the the streaming version, you can John has a head edition. All of this. Uh, look for the guy with the 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 orange and blue bow tie and the Asian wife. Uh, that is indeed me. But funny, quick, funny story. I'm not sure if I told this before. So I I sit down and we're filming the scene again. True story. I am in the graduation scene, the outdoor graduation scene of uh, of Gwen and Peter, and um. Took forever because that bitch cannot take direction. Uh, I stand by that. So we're sitting out there. It's hot. We're we're downtown Manhattan, and uh, I've got a great spot. 
I am literally behind, behind Peter's very famous ants. And I'm thinking, I'm like, look, John, you're going to get seen, dude. Like, what a great spot. There is also an older gentleman in said row who was, like, definitely popping. This guy was, like, a professional extra. Like, this was his gig. And uh, we're, like, just getting set to cameras to start rolling. It's already been a long day. Dude, they rolled up on this guy, white-haired, mustache, glasses, all dressed up to the nines, because as you do for graduations, I guess. And they said, oh, sir, sir, uh, uh, Mr. Webb needs us to move you. Uh, you. You can't sit here. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I've been here all morning. We're just ready to roll. And they were like, ah, you look too much like Stan Lee. It's going to be confusing. And, and he uh, was like, explicit. Like, what was his weird, <laughs> like, non-copyright? He's like, flicks. No, dude, that, that ain't it. So they moved this poor character to, like, Oshkosh, like the, the, the nosebleed section. And um, uh, they ended up plugging in, like, a woman in that same, same spot. And uh, this guy really did look exceptionally like fucking Stan Lee to the point where I thought that's his placeholder. Like John, they, it was Stan so Lee. They're so serious that was, about... That was nah, just Stan Lee. If that was Stan Lee, they treated him dirty, bro. Like, then I'm not yes, surprised... that's my that fear with fucking Marvel. digital slavery, uh, which does not... <laughs> Excalibur! Yes, Derek, that's that's what he would be yelling. Uh, <laughs> can we what. rename the episode <laughs> fucking so. Excalibur? And we'll just <laughs> put, like, a goatee on poor Stan. No, no disrespect intended. It's the evil version. Did, did you yes, watch Star I, Trek? I presume that the guy that got kicked out of that graduation then or turned evil. He was a Klingon. Ban Either one is possible. Ban Flea, fucking trying to eat up <sighs> uh, not a real job. No, terrible, terrible. <laughs> I uh, I do have to ask you: Is Mother Rivera joining? And no, they couldn't just put a hat on him. Sorry. No, that's not an option. What but Charlie, a great let me drop let me ask you this: your mother. So, so uh, I mean, considering Kevin Smith's love for the man. We know obviously where your loyalties lie. Um, what would your perfect scenario uh, be versus what you realistically expect? Like, like a elevator pitch, what you think was going to happen, as opposed to what you really in your heart would like to see. Elevator pitch me. Uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have very, very obvious uh, fake Stan Lee cameos. They're gonna that that are gonna eat up as much time as his previous cam cameos, if not more. I think they're gonna put a lot of focus on it. It's gonna be like Stan Lee giving Spider Man a key to the city like with a, a big speech arrow that, pointing yeah, down like Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's just gonna be way too obvious, way too much, way too uncanny valley. He's gonna have like those weird dead CGI eyes from like two thousand three. Um, what I would love them to do, just put him in the opening Marvel. Flip, flap, 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 flap. Yeah. That's, that's where he belongs. He should be an important part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe forever. He helped lay the foundation. But also, as well as, I would really love for them to start crediting some creators a little bit more aggressively. And let's maybe throw around some of those billions and billions of dollars they make to make sure people they take the art directly from or the story directly from or the character directly from, maybe they should be getting a couple uh, shekels. You know what? That's um, that that's 
that's very well said, far more eloquently, and I'm just as surprised as anybody <laughs> else. Um, but but way better than uh, than I could have said it. I, I'm all in for that version. Um, but I think we have to be realistic, which I know is funny when we're talking about four color funny books. Uh, we're talking about underwear on the outside, spandex, cape wearing mother suckers. Um, and if somebody said, look, I think that Disney is going to roll into this situation with the newly acquired digital rights to the likeness of Stan Lee, and they're going to do it respectfully, and they are above and beyond anything else going to make everybody happy. If they should say that, Charlie, you know what they would be? They would be a get damn liar. Just like George Toy Boy Lucas, because one remains of all else, and that is that Han shot first, motherfucker. Han shot first. Salute. Chink. This one's for you, Stanley. Oh, uh, Stanley NFTs. Uh, I, I love that John got called out for looking like George Lucas. That's why they only showed his <laughs> ding dong in Amazing Spider-Man 2 because they knew George Lucas ain't rocking 12. Um, I did notice that Ethan Hawke's character had a little bit of a Stanley vibe. That I'd be perfectly okay with if just randomly someone's vaguely dressed Stanley-ish. An awesome uh, cameo. And uh, a lot of people didn't know that Stanley did walk around with shards of glass in his shoes. That, so that he's new... The kind of uh, uh, you know trauma that his heroes were uh, were under that's entirely up. This one dum dum is gonna walk away from this show thinking that that is a fact, and for that, you're welcome. I love it, but uh, again, Stanley, we love you. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's the most respectful, awesome thing. I hope his family gets the compensation they deserve. But, John, if we're going to talk Marvel, we might as well talk DC. Stan just wanted to say hi in full high depth for a second. Um, he definitely <laughs> just, just now. He was like, what'd you say about me and my Goldberg? money? Dude, that, that was actually Disney. That was Stan Lee sitting all lovingly behind you as you like putting the, the, clay, the clay pot together. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> just stand make sure he gets why did i cast myself in the demi more role that was messed up <laughs> to be fair you are a demi more type uh john if we're gonna talk marvel let's talk dc the summer is officially upon us when we have a countdown to a mother sucking crisis john the brand new dark crisis event is about to pop off in just a few weeks. We got yeah, a preview on free comic book day. We got five pages dropped on us just yesterday in anticipation of today's episode, I'm sure. Had nothing to do with us, but I'm going to take credit. I want to start here, John. Are you excited for another summer event? Spoiler alert, I am fucking ready for a big comic book Charles event. Like, so I'm, I'm going to answer my question. Even before anybody asks it. That's um, true. But, John, what about you, man? Yeah, you man. excited? I, I am looking for, you know, again, DC has now become kind of known for these seasonal events. And uh, I'm all for it, man, mainly because I'm a big, big digital, real-time uh, trade paperback, if I liked it, guy. Right? That's how I, that's how I do my 
comic book collecting. If we could spin the camera around, you'd see our <laughs> tall bookcases of very, very uh, well-organized trade paperbacks. Um, but I read the, the issues, like the individual issues, as they drop digitally. That's just how I roll. Uh, I mean, not panel view changed everything for wet me. In the toilet. Um, I mean, look, it, it's just convenient. It's just convenient. And also, as well as, um, I don't have to get a trade paperback if I don't like that particular run, which probably happens 50% of the time, maybe more. Yeah, um, I mean... So I, I'm, I'm all about it. Now, that being said, to answer the long way around to your question, fuck yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm a huge uh, crisis... A DC crisis fan crisis on infinite earths was probably the first one kind of like aware oh shit something's happening right now like you're in the game long enough to know how the sausage is made the proverbial plant-based sausage is made uh to the point where now when they're doing it like this and they're building up to something you're like ooh Shiza Minnelli I know something to drop and dark crisis has got it's a to a t it's a to a t and i really like the direction that it's headed what about you so dark dark crisis i again again i spoiler spoiler alert hot damn and i am i excited for dark crisis i will say this though the dark universe didn't interest me at first the batman who laughs came at a time where i was so fucking over seeing batman main event a story let alone like i'm evil batman Charlie, Fuck you, off. you've been over that for like since since batman the animated series went up the air pretty Be much the, the last time there was a good like mustache twirling batman he was a fucking cyborg that didn't know he was a cyborg one of my absolute favorite episodes of batman the animated series um so the batman who laughs didn't do much for me but then what they did outside of that that they were like all right, so there's the multiverse, but also as well as there's the CD on the belly of the multiverse. That everything just fucking goes wrong always is just such a fucking cool, twisted fucking concept. And if I wasn't all the way on board, last year they did a series, I think it was five issues, called like Tales from the Dark Multiverse. And the first one was a version of the Batman Azrael story where Azrael like fucking stabs Bruce in the belly and he's like, fuck you, I am Batman. And then they do like a 30 year time jump and spoiler alert for tales from uh, the dark multiverse, but I do think you should still read it. They go fucking. There's a lot of material to read. Yeah, that's, that's but the I not only really burned the first story a little bit, but what's fucked up is Azrael makes his version of a perfect Gotham and keeps Batman alive in basically one of those head jars from Futurama. It was just one of the most visually striking, fucked up things I had ever seen in my entire life. And that story gets darker and fucking more wild. Uh, Bane is obviously an important character in it. He has a kid. That kid is a very, very unique take on uh, on kind of what a lineage hero or villain would be like. And that series, for me, only got better. The next issue was Death of Superman, again turned on its head. The f whole gimmick of the Dark Multiverse is like, there is no 
sunshine and rainbows. It's not like Red Sun, which exists in the multiverse where Superman lands in Russia instead of Smallville. That story ultimately is still about our Superman in those conditions. He's still trying to fucking be a hero. He's still trying to do the right thing. The Dark I, I Multiverse. I would. I don't know if I would quite put it that way. What I what I think is, and and again, not not to um, belabor the point because I'm sure everyone gets it at this point, but um, Crisis on Infinite Earths is exactly that. At least to my recollection, it was like the first time that I was uh, aware that like, oh, comics can do multiverse. Yeah storytelling and and they're all valid right so multiverse so hot right now there is the well you know it's 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 very true um like there's the versions that i prefer as opposed to the ones that were popping off and it also okay well the golden age versus the silver age versus the age and and yakety uh but my 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 uh, internet connection is very very janky right now so if i freeze in a uh, terrible, embarrassing position. Just go ahead and just screen that. cap it. I, I would rather uh, have no viewage than to be embarrassed. But that being said, um, there are certain things happening, uh, or there were certain things happening with like many of the stop and starts that DC has had, and the way that they were just able to say, ah, you know what? Don't worry about that. That was a different multiverse. Uh, is a super convenient cheat. Right, let's call it what it is. It's a, yeah. it's a it's an escape. It's a break glass in case of emergency. The emergency being nobody likes what we're doing right now. Uh, let's fucking stop it. <laughs> However, there are certain things that they do that I just like stand up and ch- and and cheer. And um, what what specifically uh, Dark Crisis has done for me, which I just loved. Is that they're taking away? They're taking the uh, the safety wheels, right? The training wheels off of a certain character. They're saying, you know what? Forget about like the lovable anti-hero moniker that so many at one time badasses had, and uh, fucking Deathstroke coming to the forefront as a straight up card. Union number 47 on the front docks. Slade is a bin. He a bad guy. There is not little kitten rubbing up against his ankles. I know in your heart. Get off me, kitten. No. Fucking Deathstroke is a goddamn bad guy and he is unapologetic in the pages of the dark crisis crossover because that is what it is i mean we're getting crossover titles oh, absolutely we're getting storylines taking a dip uh dipping a toe in some shit that they don't belong and um you know deathstroke also one of those first characters like oh i know him from over here teen titans oh shit what's he doing right now over here uh, with the JLA and, and all kind of that stuff. Um, you know, you're, you're crossing the streams, as it were. And this time, uh, unless you got a flat top, it's good news. You, what I, what, something amazing uh, that happened Thank you. on the, no, not you, sir. Um, when, when we lost George Perez, I went on a real Teen Titans binge. Yeah. 
And one thing I forgot about the Teen Titans was sometimes buried in books, certain characters take on such a bigger role. Hmm. And Slade is so synonymous with the Teen Titans. And I had, like, forgotten what a badass he is. So you're right. Putting a spotlight on Deathstroke, the Terminator, is like, fuck yes, bro. Now, he should be in the conversation with Lex and Joker. This is a top-tier bad motherfucker. He's um, an and, alpha villain, bro. Alpha. And I love that they're not doing this, this bullshit where they feel the need to be like, well, we'll make more money if some people can. No, fuck that. People love a bad guy. They don't always have to have to be fucking. Speaking of bad guys, the duster. <laughs> he dusts. Teddy, um, what's up, kid? Teddy Westside, I call him. Um, <laughs> Teddy Westside. The, the other thing I really love about Dark Crisis comes from that Tales from the Dark Crisis uh, comic where Bruce Wayne has an amazing line, and it's been stuck in my head ever since, which is like, what are you going to do when the next crisis comes? And it's going to come. And we're right hot on the heels of the death of the Justice League. So we have new people looking to fill that role. We got, we got you know, Superman's kid. We got uh, Dick Grayson giving one of the fucking top five eulogies. Go do yourself a favor. John, I'll punch you square in the nose. Do yourself a favor. Check out Road to Dark Crisis or Dark Crisis Zero, rather. Um, it's fucking awesome. And it sets the stage for something wildly familiar, because at this point we've had a few bites at the Crisis Apple, but something brand fucking spanking new with new characters put in the spotlight, new characters trying to fill roles, old characters popping into prominence. I mean, fuck, anytime you work Clayface into a story, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig it right off the bat. This could prove to be the biggest deal that the multiverse has to offer in a summer filled with madness, and flashes and spider-man uh truly i think comic books no matter what format they come to you i think they can be amazing i think in the four color funny book format they're at their best because there is no limitation beyond imagination i haven't been this excited for an event in years probably since valiverse um was was trying to do a big huh. huge crossover which i remember um, charlie running around with no pants for many weeks leading up to the new 52. So that's, you're saying. That was a long time ago already. Saying quite a lot. Uh, and yeah, I hate you, pants. Uh, have you had, have you read, uh, and I know this was your uh, um, segment and stuff like that. Have you read Dark Crisis number two yet? No, not yet. And this is the dynamic, you know, like, either one of us would be woefully behind in one capacity or another yeah. because we're like each other's Jiminy Cricket when it comes to nerdy <laughs> shit. Like, have you watched this? Stop what you're doing. Go watch it. Um, Dark Crisis number two is is almost like a paid front cover to back cover straight fisticuffs. And I'm not going to spoil it, but it is... Like, I wouldn't be surprised. You're talking about sponsorship and stuff like that. Uh, both of the individuals who are involved in this fucking... Tyson Holyfield beatdown. Um, they should have like uh, MMA fucking stamped on the bottom of you know of, of their feet because it is a fucking fizzite. It is dynamite. 
Uh, granted, like the letterers, I don't think they used maybe many words. They were doing entirely sound effects, things crashing, breaking. Um, it was dope, man. It was dope. But yeah, like you mentioned, the the we're on the cusp of a JSA comeback. And I think, for me at least, like as an old school cat, um, that's one of the more exciting things too because being an unabashed Superman mark, I'm the big blue boy scout. So, so I'm also one of those cats I'm like, whatever I liked first, that's the best version <laughs> of that shit. I don't want to fucking hear about it. Um, I don't want to hear otherwise. But like the JSA had a very, very major, major uh, part to, to play in, in the DC universe. Um, to ignore that history or to like, Kind of like, oh, well, we've moved beyond that, and now we've got a stream. No, 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 fuck that shit, son. Nothing about comic books needs to be streamlined or neat or tidy. Forget about that. Now this gives you an opportunity to kind of usher in a new age, right? These are characters that are like the the, the superheroes we know and love. These are the, the comics that they read growing up. Like, this is not a fucking joke. And you were talking about like, oh, the Teen Titans, blah, 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 where they're junior the fucking big guys, the super friends. Not the JSA, kid. JSA is like a wholly original... Like, they could have been another publisher that kicked in the door. Like a TNA takeover by DX. They're like, oh, we got some for you. Like, it was on. So, I'm very, very much looking forward to this new chapter. Right? New faces. New titles. Forget about fucking handing down you know, titles and this, that, and the other thing. Come on, man. Hit me with the new, new. And if it's got a little bit of a reminiscing to it, I'm all that. I'm the, a reminisce. Uh, a reminisce. I'm down. I mean, I'm definitely it's that, down. It's, There's a lot of things going on. It's what we always ask for. We want, we want new that feels right. Not necessarily feels familiar. I need it to feel like it's a big goddamn deal. If you're going to put someone on the cover of a book, if you're going to put someone on on the, the spotlight on them, have them deserve it. And what's great about this creative team, man, I, I, it's very, very easy for me to focus on what I don't love about current comic books to pretend sure. that there isn't a shit ton of glorious writers and glorious artists out there working together is a fucking crime. I mean, my boy uh, Chip Zdarsky, slightly unrelated, it's still in the DC world, him working on a new Batman title, sign me, yo, get me my little bat ears. Let's go. Homeboy wrote some of my absolute all-time favorite Daredevil books. Fuck yeah, I'm going to follow him. I'm not going to yeah. stop reading Daredevil. I trust that well, product yeah, now. You follow creators. I mean, that's that's always been the name of the game. And and what's amazing is these creators are fucking unbelievable. And you can trust us because we don't talk about love and shit that we don't love. Speaking about shit we love, John, let's pay some bills. Charlie what do you the, say? With the transition like a champ. First of all, anyone here still hanging with us, uh, time for you to pay your bill. Hit that like button. Uh, let us know we're doing a crappy job, but ironically, by saying, hey, thumbs up, you losers. Um, <laughs> do your duty. Um, just he said like, duty. <laughs> duty. Uh, just like this cat that we're about to talk about 
is always on duty. That's right. That's a little bit of a military. Hey, how you doing? Um, it is Sergeant Friggin' Finesse. Soon to be Sergeant Florida Finesse. Uh, gaming on both Twitch and Facebook. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content. Supporter games, co-streams, giveaway contests. Don't be a sucker. Check today. If you need though, he can make an energy to save his life. And he tried, and every time he ends up in the gulag. But, you know who can make a dope-ass energy geek? Sneak Energy. Follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Mmm. Oh, so damn good. Uh, is this one is on deck? Salute, son. G. Who are you yeah. listening to? Oh, you know I'm listening to some Bad Mary. You can follow them on all social media over at Bad Mary Band. They have new music dropping. They have new tour dates dropping. They have available merch for you. But my favorite part about Bad Mary is that sometimes I don't know which Bad Mary album I want to listen to. Maybe it's one of their awesome singles. I don't know. But luckily for me, any music streaming service I have at my little fingy tips, I can pull up Bad Mary and listen to their entire discography. Also, when I'm feeling generous, I go over to patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. I throw them some shekels because I love the way they stream. I love the way they jam. And it's going to be a good, hard, rocking summer. Thanks to he Bad Mary. also loves the word Mary. shekels. That's, Damn really straight. Do. All right, Joker's heading out from Twitch. Joker, thanks for dropping in, brother. Um... Yeah, no, no doubt. No, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that in some of the upcoming summer venues, outdoors, indoors, in between doors. Uh, but the truth is this, Chucky boy. Tell me now. Whatever you could possibly say about Bad Mary, do they rock? Yes. Are they down with the roller? Yes. Are they dynamite live? Absolutely. Are they just good people? You bet your sweet cheeks. Also, you got to recognize they are huge overseas. They are big as hell in the Orient. Uh, And there's a couple of other things that are big over there. Uh, Certainly... If you were looking for that new chick that just started working last week, uh, Anna. I think her last name is, uh, May. yeah, Anna May. All right by me. Uh, Anna May, as we all know, is a huge uh, over there. Uh, but not everyone is aware that Anna May has a kissing cousin by the name of Manga. And if anyone thinks that the two are completely interchangeable or, or, you know, swap one off the other, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, so anime, as we know, is that Japanese style of illustration. That we rock and roll and it's wrapping up. Um, Close, Alice, close. Um, Whereas manga, oh, Charlie, put that back up, buddy. Um, whereas manga is there, that version stylistically 
is it similar to the anime that we see on late night TV on Cartoon Network and stuff like that? Or if you're in the know, if you're streaming it here or there, or if you're really, really up on stuff and you were like me walking in your little plastic bottom Kung Fu shoes and picking up tapes in Chinatown or making poor dad buy VHS tapes to bring back. Uh, a couple of tapes are actually just for me as opposed to musicals and war movies. Um, that's anime, right? That's anime. But manga is the stylistic equivalent to comic books, right? So there are manga books. Now, the funny thing about it is while the proportions might be different, they're smaller pages physically. They're thick as shit. Manga books will get you through a friggin' train ride, a bullet speed train ride from one side of the country to the other um they're just deep 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 now uh some people might say well you know it's some of the subject matter uh i can't really get into i'm not a yeah i'm not all into like you know everybody's look, looking like sailor moon and you know who's not got a death note on the teen vampire werewolves yeah, from minneapolis uh crazy happy guy with the unit a teardrop over the face. Look what the hell's going on. Uh, Ellis is, you know, Ellis can talk about it for damn days. And Ellis, we got to do a single episode just your favorites. Um, however, more uh, commonly, say, uh, manga will often adapt content IP. Um, that's that's not it's not rooted in all that kind of like over there uh visual stuff right? sometimes manga i said often when it's really sometimes <laughs> sometimes manga will adopt some shit that you're like oh wait i know that and uh, uh and i'm gonna be mispronouncing stuff right and left so just everybody get ready uh and save your emails your angry emails for charlie directly that's www.eatabag.net Solid. So I appreciate that we both really have the same vibe of sarcasm for the fake email. That's that's how you know we're related. Um, so this is a Gao Tanabe. Uh, I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna pronounce it today. Um, actually, shut your mouth. Uh, so he, putting a, a adaptation of no less than love material. Now, the truth of the matter is this, awesome. and I, I love the viewers, I love the listeners, I even love you to a degree, Charlie. Um, the truth of the matter is, not everybody is going to sit and, and get through the Lovecraft, uh, yeah, something here, someplace, the Lovecraft um, materials, like, look, you, you're just not going to do it, and the fact of the matter is, Unless somebody is going to make an adaptation for you specifically, you're going to miss some shit. So I'm going to talk to you, Charlie, while I pull this. Um, what's your Lovecraftian preferences? I mean, the, the thing that's amazing is, I mean, everyone talks about, you know, Cthulhu uh, and... Cthulhu, uh, get him right, the never-ending god. He will crush you and not even know it. I'm just saying the Ghostbusters fucked them up. Um, I love how truly Lovecraftian shit can be found everywhere. The Necronomicon from Evil Dead. That's Lovecraft, baby. Um, the, if you couldn't tell by the motherfucking trees, uh, just taking advantage 
Uh, creepy fuck. Yeah, respect. Um, there, there's no manner of creature. Uh, what H.P. Lovecraft and that design and that philosophy has brought to us in the form of of just aliens content, un unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you know, Jim, our budget increases month after month, so this CG. Yeah, you don't uh, want to know on our Facebook. You don't want to know where it's coming from. So, so. Uh, I have a beautifully bound edition of Tales of Horror. Now, just in this alone, there are a combination of like short stories, novellas, even. And um, look, I mean, it just goes on and on. I wish I could. I wish I could show you. But the the truth of the matter is this: this racist, admitted douchebag of an author has put out some amazing horror type content and. I'm not one of those people who I'm going to do self the disservice of excluding certain material, especially when it's admittedly plus plus material, like all time material, because the the creator of said material was a piece of shit. And look, God rest his soul, he was a piece of shit. He was a racist fuck, H. P. Lovecraft. Uh, and I don't mind saying that, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go at it with whomever wants to say different. However, this fucking material that was put out, um, acknowledging that, you can't hide it. He's a piece of shit. Um, but you, you don't have to miss it. No, Jim, I, I disagree, brother. Um, but the, the bottom line is this. Actually, what they are adapting over there is battle... Uh, uh, In's Mouth, which is actually, it's not even a short story, it's a novella. And it is the type of thing, oops, uh, it's the type of thing that when you're reading it, even in this era, because again, he, he didn't write this shit yesterday. Um, as you're reading it in this modern era of the adaptation, you're thinking of like, okay, how, well, what would this be? And uh, personally, if, if it's source material that I I really, really am fond of, and then it gets a bad adaptation. I'm gonna sit there thinking, well, they fucking tried. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm still not happy with Netflix over what they did to my man Joe Hill shit, because frankly, I don't think Lock and Key is particularly good, fucking uh, series at Netflix. Now, what's interesting is you almost never know what to expect, because conversely, Umbrella Academy is a fucking outstanding adaptation so you really don't know what you get for every freaking i don't know it's a different conversation but um ellis will back me up <laughs> ellis will back me up if you like anime you'll love it in its natural originally recorded form be a reader for five minutes of your life and put the fucking Ca the closed captions on the dubbed ver I got news for you right now, okay? The dubbed version of Attack on Titan might be an 885, but the fucking straight up original recording audio version is a 10. It's a 10. There's giants coming over the wall, son, <laughs> eating people like fucking uh, special uh, recipe chicken drumsticks you're not going to be reading all that much however the beautiful thing about manga 
is you worry about that. Comic books are all dubbed, so to speak. So if they're in one language, they're written in Japanese to be translated into English for our consumption, which is just what Dark Horse Comics is doing. They are dubbing, right? They are English dubbing um, the original manga um, for us here in English, right? So we're getting the translation, which is frankly fucking can't wait. Lovecraft, I, I, you're not quite as into Lovecraft as me. Um, and Chulu get Chitulu ironically gets all the love slash worship because again, we're just afraid of old tentacle face. But <laughs> Lovecraft is so much deeper. Well, He's you know, so much deeper than the Elder Gods. Um, it, it's it's. I, I don't even know how to fucking describe it. It's like it's like Escher meets Twilight Zone. Which I mean, honestly, this particular story, when eventually you 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 read the comic, because I know that's going to be your uh, your preferred method of delivery. Um, it's illustrated beautifully. I, I took a peek at some of the original, uh, uh, un, untranslated. It's gorgeous. It's dark gorgeous right like johnny depp is gonna want to play this shit that's how dark it is and um it's just like tonally right there with what old fuckhead was doing right what he was writing at the time it is dead on. I'm, I'm like very very much excited also as well as for the translated edition and and um dark horses this is not their first bite at that translation apple uh, matter of fact, from these creators, uh, uh, Tanabe, they have brought over several other of their uh, swag love crap because, look, God love them uh, over there, but, like, fucking Japan, they're facing, like, no, it's, it's cool, it's fine. We like we like them, that's fine, though, right? No, no, Japan, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not really right. Apologies. Uh, we got a little bit. Uh, this is 2022. But... Uh, the bottom is we are getting this translated dark horse. I'm excited. Uh, how did how do you feel, Charlie? I Boy? mean, this this is the the, and I'm not I'm not saying this with a, a, an ounce of fucking shame, and maybe I should. Sometimes I need accessible gateway paths to invest my time. At this point in my life. I don't have all the time in the world to consume the entertainment I want to. I have heard so much good shit about Doctor Who. Every time there's a new Doctor, I go, maybe this is the one. Maybe I'll see a trailer and I'll have to sit down and watch it. But part of me knows that the worst thing that could happen to me is I'll love it. Because then I'm like, oh shit, 85 years Ugh. of fucking Doctor Who I have to consume now? So with H.P. Lovecraft, the thing I already love is the, the fucking monsters. It is the, the visuals, because those are very, very easy to consume. I, I have friends with H.P. Lovecraft-styled tattoos adorning their body, and I appreciate the fuck out of that. However, to dedicate the time to dive into that world, I need a gateway drug. And comic books have always been that thing that has brought me towards the macabre. It has been the thing that's introduced me to even fucking westerns. I would have never sat down to watch Young Guns, despite you telling me how awesome it is, 
if I hadn't read a, a comic book that had some badass Akial boys. Um, so th- what I'm most excited about is this is going to be a nice, easy to to consume. It's it's going to be an isolated event picking up that first translated issue. Well, yeah, that's and then the we'll nice see how deep the well goes. They are they are bookended, uh, for lack of a better term, because the source material is like the source material, right? You're not going to turn it into a fucking a ninety part yeah. miniseries. Um, yeah, so so like I was saying that um, Dark Horse has done this before. They have they brought over uh, manga uh, specifically from these creators, and it's just illustrated beautifully, like nasty, dark, gruesome, grotesque, beautifully. Uh, by that is what I mean. And and yeah, so so Lovecraft's unique uh, grasp, especially early on, day when was you know, borderline so tolerated. However, I will, and this is what I was going to counter with, Jim. Um, even in an era where, like, racism was, like, not really that much to write home about, even then they're like, you're kind of an asshole about it. Dude. You need to relax. <laughs> Take your foot off the gas. You know, for as prolific as a writer, as at the time he died in some of the... Uh, which for the, the the content that was put out is not right. Whether you liked him or, or, or didn't like him, if you hated him, loved him, whatever the case might be in his time, Obscure should have never on the table. And um, you know, he could barely like fucking eat off of that, of his source material. And this is like a, a, this is nothing. This is like nothing. Um, but uh, it's, he's profound. So it's, it's, it's horror, it's science fiction, it's fantasy. Like, it is way, way ahead of its time. Um, and then also, as well as uh, Dark Horse, they brought over. So this is going to be, uh, this is going to be the, the in, uh, the shadow over In's mouth. Um, but they also had done. What a cool uh, fucking name. Uh, and it's a fucking dynamite, dude. When you're reading it or watching it, whatever the case might, case, case might be, like, you could, you can almost picture the adaptation happening. Really can. That all being said, they did uh, The Hound. Um, they did uh, the temple and the name of the city. So, I mean, these are also... Everybody knows Face. Everybody knows them. Sleeping, you know, blissful slump, wake up and squish me between the toes. I'm not looking for that. However, uh, they also took some shots at, like, material that you might not come across in your normal, everyday comic book uh, shopping. Uh, and what else? What else? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I'm just very, very juiced for it. Uh, the other thing is also when you're reading, we talk about adaptations quite often here. Um, and when a comic book adaptation, a lot of times you'll hear about doing it today. Look at these costumes. Charlie sent me, uh, lovingly sent me a picture of Blue Beetle's upcoming, uh, upcoming cinematic debut. And the fucking costume is dead on, right? If this was a Comic-Con, this motherfucker <laughs> from Cobra Kai would have won first place. Um, very nice, very nice. Maybe we could put it up too. Um, but that being said, when it's, a, when it's straight novel style, it's up to you to kind of picture what's happening, picture how certain things look, and the descriptions are there. Like, they, they, 
they don't send you with all the, the work to do. It's not taking a taking a test that you study for on your own homeschooling. Um, but even if there's a slight deviation from what you thought something should look or how it should feel, it's gonna be it's gonna be jarring almost. You're like this is like for we were talking about it last week. For me, Ready Player One was like a fucking nightmare. CGI it was a nightmare for me. Like, this is so not uh, what I pictured. Never mind the, the fucking plot changes. And look, I understand uh, it was a very unique situation. But sometimes it's better just not to do the fucking thing than to do it half-assed or make it so different that it's unrecognizable to me, who is your core demographic. Make me happy. Everyone else doesn't really matter. John I'm will juice, spend a billion dollars seeing your movie. I mean, eventually, on a long enough timeline, yes. Yes, I will. Uh, I'm just very, very juiced. I love when comic books do this type of shit. And, and Are this you actually, scared at all? This No. This like, off. visually, what if nope. it's just different than what you're anticipating? What if, what if that anime, you know, anime <sighs> brings with it, manga brings with it, a visual style ah. that has a wide spectrum, had the, but I nonetheless. Say, had there been a universal manga style, yes, I would have agreed. Like all the time. It's not like that. It's not like Fair enough, fair enough. You know, what I like about I think you and I have on this show talked about, like, questionable idea, good idea, great idea, undeniable idea. I think it would be damn near impossible uh, for those of you who are not watching the show, do me a favor, go to the timestamp. You are missing a show. My poor brother is coughing and sneezing his little heart out and it is just adorable uh so much so Cthulhu's I coming for me i was yes. talking too much shit saying, oh like, god love you miss like, me remember me fondly hp lovecraft didn't realize that we were puerto rican he's coming to you from the fucking grave weekend at bernie style save us cgi stanley you're our only hope um what's awesome is i i think at bare minimum this is clearly a great idea and the difference truly between good, great, medium, phenomenal is just like some things are somewhat undeniable. The storytelling of H.P. Lovecraft is even known by a know-nothing like me. Um, it's, it's just one of those situations where uh, I'm excited to fall in love with a new type of story yeah you're not uh, gonna miss it. And I, I don't want this to be <clears throat> to be lost to the audio uh, uh, audio audience. You just want everyone to hear Jim chimed in. Um, the production designer from Perry Mason would be great for a Lovecraft film. Uh, anyone who did not catch Perry Mason, if I'm not, uh, was on HBO. I, I think it was HBO. It was so. Yes. It was so perfect. Uh, this is not like the Perry Mason, the Perry Mason that a lot of people think of from like back in the day. Like this was. This was tonally perfect for the storytelling so jim I, I agree with you 100 percent. that would be absolutely perfect for a lovecraft film uh particularly if they end up adapting this story which uh which the manga uh covers 
Um, but yeah, like I, I'm super just about all of the Lovecraft stuff coming out. It's a shame that the the Lovecraft series that kind of like focused on not just that, uh, also on HBO, I believe, um, that focused on the Lovecraft lore, but did not shy away from the racist aspects of the creator. I thought that was like really brilliant, and frankly, I'm 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 really bummed. That they did not get a second season. I know we lost uh, Homeboy, the guy he played his father. He played Omar on The Wire. Uh, we lost him very, very, uh, very uh, young, uh, which is just a, a, a tragedy. Uh, but that's not why they they canceled that show way before he. Passed. Yeah, it was it was, it was surprising because apparently it did very well. But yeah, Lovecraft um, Country was dynamite. Um, now, so now, now that brings that up a good question, though, John. For- hope. For the uninitiated, yeah, uh, should they wait for the manga? Should they check out Lovecraft Country? Should they pick don't, up? Don't wait, uh, you this I and right, you could jump into the Howard stuff immediately if you want to do some reading. I wouldn't recommend it for like beach reading because you might want to snap. Uh, someone's uh, spine over your over your knee if they kick sand on your on your sandwich accidentally. Um, you could jump into the Arnold movies. Fuck, you could even jump on to the Momoa uh, ad- admittedly lesser version if it's your first taste. Um, same thing with with Lovecraft. I don't care if your introduction is Lovecraft Country, which is really just like written around. Uh, the mythos and the individual, or if you jump on Amazon and get like a compilation book, you, uh, this particular one, so beautifully bound, by the way, this is a, one of like the Amazon specials, um, this particular has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. People love counting. Uh, on on programs, by the way, uh, that so, is a big chunk of our readership. Is you ha- stealing the count's job from Sesame Street? There you go. Ah ah ah. There's got to be at least thirty short stories and novellas, uh, just in here alone, uh, and there's more to be had. So, um, or you can you can wait for these comics, uh, because they are shortly coming. Again, Dark Horse, you're doing God's work, and I don't mean specifically God. Uh, up in heaven, I mean gods, plural, uh, including the eternal slumbering gods. Um, look, just dynamite. I am slowly dying, so Charlie, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah, but I think Charlie that's a good idea. is definitely super-duper excited about uh, the Dark Crisis. I am super-duper excited about uh, getting some dope-dope uh, Lovecrafty adaptations in English because it's my preferred language. Uh, and I think it's been pretty good we think of Stan the Man being out of the coffin like a proverbial uh, vampire to get right damn back to work. But if, as Charlie say, a couple of shekels heads over his family's way, then, uh, then it is what it is. But, Charlie, you know what to do. 
Guys, you have to do me a favor. If you haven't already done so, make sure you, the kids call it smashing the like button, which sounds a lot like making sweet, sweet love to the live button. But I'm going to steal John's gimmick for just this episode. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe. We get the most, most, most reach. If you go onto iTunes, leave us a five-star review. I think our last review period was way too long ago. Go to iTunes. Leave that five-star review. U.S. Comics Cast is the name of the show. You can find all of our social media over on U.S. Comics HQ. But I don't know if my brother's going to have another steezing fit, so I'm going to steal the line. First, you got to turn the power. Oh, can you do it? Oh, frankly, I want to hear you do it. First, you got to turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume up. Then you got to attune Banbury in. Open up the window and shout out wide. I fucked it up a little bit. Save me, space girl. We out.